We're in a series called You Make Me Crazy, an appropriate series for Mother's Day. I'm the youngest of five, and we spent most of our life trying to drive our mother crazy. Today, I want to talk to you about the people pleaser trap. At the top of your outline there, Proverbs 29, 25, it says this. It says, it is a dangerous trap. Circle those words, dangerous trap, to be concerned with what others think of you. But if you trust the Lord, you are safe. I want to begin today by explaining that the desire to win the approval of other people is a legitimate need in your life. You need the approval of others in life. There's nothing wrong with wanting to please your parents, please your husband, your wife, please your friends, your boss, teachers, coaches. Nothing wrong with wanting to be loved and liked. In fact, the Bible actually commands us to please other people in many ways. You know, if you don't care at all about pleasing other people, you're a narcissistic sociopath. So there's nothing wrong with wanting the approval of other people. But like all of God's good gifts, a legitimate need can be misused. Just like food and money and sex, those are good gifts, but they can be misused. The same is true with approval. You just don't want it to dominate your life. So I'm going to look at this dangerous trap. What are, uh, what are some of the traps that happen when we try and please everybody? Uh, number one, people-pleasing causes me to miss God's purpose for my life. You cannot be worried about what everybody else wants you to do and focus on what God wants you to do at the same time. Uh, if you're always trying to be what others want you to be, you will miss what God created you to be. Uh, you know, you've heard God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, that's true. But it's also true that God loves you and everybody else has a plan for your life. And so if you listen to all of those plans, you run the risk of missing God's plan for your life. First Thessalonians 2.4, Paul says, Our purpose is to please God, not people. He is the one who examines the motives of the heart. So if I pursue the approval of others, I could miss God's purpose for my life. And that's a dangerous trap. Number two, people-pleasing keeps me from growing in my faith. It stunts my ability to grow in Christ. When God is big in our lives, people have less power in our lives. But when we allow people to be big in our lives, God's power becomes diminished. We, we fall into the trap of giving to other people what really belongs to God. We give other people influence. We give other people authority. We give other people what God deserves to have in our life. That's a dangerous trap. You know, God and people can't be of equal size in our lives. We, we have to choose who we're going to give the influence, the authority to. And you know what? Whose opinion matters more to me, my friends or God? Uh, who am I going to trust and believe more, people or God? John 5, uh, 44. Jesus says, you try to get praise from each other, but you do not try to get the praise that comes from the only God. So how can you believe? He says, trying to please other people stunts my spiritual growth. Number three, people-pleasing leads me to sin. And next to that one, write down the words peer pressure. You know, we tend to think of peer pressure as being something that affects teens. Uh, how many of you, when you were teens, your mother said to you, if everybody jumped off a bridge, would you jump off it too? Most of you. How many of you as parents 
have said to your kids, if everybody jumped off of a bridge, would you jump off it too? Yeah, a bunch of us. Uh, but my hunch is, is that those of us who are older, we have the same struggle as teens do. Uh, the bridge may look a little different for us, but it's the same struggle. Well, it's the desire to please other people. <clears throat> I've got to get a drink here. I'm sorry. Drive over to Starbucks. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Just talk among yourselves. I hope that was pleasing to everybody. But a large percentage of what we do that we shouldn't do we do because we're trying to gain the approval of other people. And that's why God says, do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Scripture, time and time again, we see people who love the Lord, yet in their own way they've jumped off the bridge to gain the approval of other people. Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, one of Jesus' closest friends, he'd seen Jesus raise the dead, heal people. Jesus even healed Peter's own mother-in-law. But Peter had walked on water with Jesus. And yet when Jesus gets arrested in order to please the crowd, Peter says, well, I don't even know the guy. Peter denied knowing Jesus and jumped off the bridge. Pilate. Pilate knew Jesus was innocent. He even said, I find no fault in this man. But to please a crowd that was yelling, crucify him, Peter jumped, or Pilate jumped off the bridge and crucified an innocent man. Twelve Israelite spies convinced an entire nation not to trust God's promise. A whole nation decided that they were going to trust ten men rather than trust God. You know, who's big in your life? Is God big or is the opinion of other people big? King Saul, newly anointed king, prophet Samuel came to him and said, God wants you to eliminate all the idolaters in the land. But other people spoke into Saul's life. Later, Saul confessed to Samuel. He said, I've sinned. I've trampled roughshod over God's word and your instruction. I cared more about pleasing people, so I let them tell me what to do. People pleasing is a trap. It can lead us into sin. Number four, people pleasing causes hypocrisy in our lives. We have a tendency as people to try and please others. And when we do that, we put up a false front. We wear masks. We become hypocritical. Jesus says in Luke 16, 15, you make yourselves look good in other people's eyes, but God knows your heart. God doesn't want us to have hypocrisy. God doesn't want us to wear masks and put up false fronts. It's the fear of the disapproval of people that causes us to compromise our integrity. You know, we say things that are socially acceptable rather than what's right and true and pure. We say things that are politically correct rather than things that are the truth. What if we were to pray, God, help me make my integrity more important than my popularity? 2 Corinthians 10, 18, you brag about yourself, but the only approval that counts is the Lord's approval. Number five, people-pleasing silences my witness. It's a dangerous trap. Find a story in John 9... Jesus heals a man who's been blind all his life. I mean, what a tremendous healing, what a tremendous moment to proclaim the glory of God. But it doesn't roll out that way. Religious leaders come to this man's parents. They ask, well, who do you think this Jesus is? And rather than saying, 
He healed our blind son. We think he's God. They said, why don't you go ask him? Scripture tells us they did that because they were afraid of what the religious leaders would do. Their witness was silenced by the people-pleasing trap. Unfortunately, we find this all over in the New Testament. John 17, 13, no one had the courage to speak favorably about Jesus in public for they were afraid of getting in trouble with the leaders. You know, 2,000 years ago, political correctness was rampant. People were afraid of other people. Many people, including leaders, believed in Jesus, but they wouldn't talk about it publicly out of fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue. They loved human approval more than they loved the approval of God. You know, sometimes silence is golden. Sometimes it's just cowardice. You know, maybe as you listen to these traps, you're just thinking, yeah, that that nails it. I'm a people pleaser. What do I do about it? You need to remember these six things. Number one, even God can't please everyone. Right now, there are people praying for different teams to win at the same sport, the same game. You know, half of those people are going to be disappointed in the outcome. Right now, some of you, half of you are praying for a sunny day. Half of you are praying for rain. Personally, I hope the half that are praying for rain are extremely disappointed. Okay? But even God can't please everybody. Uh, Jesus said, woe to you when all men speak well of you. Why? Because if everybody speaks well of you, it means that you're a chameleon. You're a cop-out. You're, you're a wishy-washy. Because if everybody likes you, then you have no convictions. You have no beliefs. Because the moment you take a stand someone will stand against you. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. Because the only time that all men will speak well of you is going to be at your funeral. Okay? Number two, I need to remember that I don't need anyone's approval to be happy. You know, what other people think of you has no relationship to your happiness unless you choose to let them manipulate you. Because you can't please everybody. God doesn't expect you to please everybody. So disapproval doesn't have to ruin your happiness. Some of you have spent all your life trying to please an unpleasable person. You know, they said you're never going to amount to anything, and you spent your entire life trying to prove them wrong, trying to earn their approval. But you're never going to get it. Because they're unpleasable. It's not your problem. It's their problem. They're just simply unpleasable. You got C's, they wanted B's. You got B's, they wanted A's. You got A's, the teacher's too easy just can't please them and maybe you're 50 or 60 years old and you're still trying to get their approval you need to let it go John 54 Jesus said your approval or disapproval means nothing to me the bigger God is in your life the smaller people become the bigger you make people in your life the smaller God becomes You cannot look to a human being to meet your needs. You must look to God. God is the only one who can genuinely meet the needs that you have in your life. Isaiah 51.12 says, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? God says, I'm the one who comforts you. Don't look to people. They wither like grass. They disappear. They grow old. They die. They leave. They separate. They move. I'm the one who comforts you third truth I need to remember. What seems so important now is only temporary. The reason why you become a people pleaser is you put more emphasis in the here and now than in eternity. 
You have short-term thinking and it skews your perspective because what seems so important now is only temporary. You know, if you think back, you think back to high school, what, you know, what were the, the five most important things when you were in high school? You know, does Bobby like me? Am I going to get invited to that party on Friday? Am I going to have a date to the prom? Are we going to win that game? Will I pass that test? And then a year later, how important were any of those things? They just weren't. You know, five years later, how much does that stuff matter to you? It's just not important anymore. Some of you have gone back to high school reunions, and you realize that some people peaked in their senior year. It has been, life has been downhill ever since. You don't want to peak too soon in life. Some of us are still waiting to peak. So what seems important now is really only temporary. 1 John 2.17, the world and everything in it that people desire is passing away. But those who do the will of God will live forever. You have to have an eternal perspective. One of the problems we have today is we have a 24-hour news cycle, and a 24-hour news cycle makes everything seem like it's important, but it isn't. You know, you watch, watch news, and everything is breaking news. Every story is a big story, but really it's not. You know, nothing is more worthless than yesterday's newspaper. You don't even read it. You just wrap fish in it. You know, years ago, somebody did a prank at, at Walmart. They went into a Walmart, and they switched the price tags around. A TV that was supposed to cost $500 cost $2.50. A bottle of shampoo supposed to cost $1.95 cost $75. People were upset. They were frustrated. They were confused because somebody had switched the prices. Satan has switched the price tags in life. He has tried to make us think that the things that are temporary are important and he's tried to make us think that the things are eternal aren't. Jesus said this in Luke 16, 15. He says, the things that are highly valued by people are worth nothing in God's sight. What are the things that are highly valued by people? Well, the context of this verse is money and material possessions. Those are things that are highly valued here, but in eternity they're going to be worthless. Stories told of a man who, in, as a young man, discovered a huge gold nugget about the size of a football. And he had this gold nugget, and he was able to leverage it into uh, making, becoming extremely wealthy. It was the key to his success, to his wealth, uh, to his security, to his hope. And, and it became the source of, of his faith and his trust. And when he died, he said, I want to be buried with, uh, with my gold nugget. And so they put the gold nugget in the casket with him. And sure enough, he showed up at the pearly gates with his gold nugget. And St. Peter said, well, you know, would you like to come in? And he said, yes, I would. He said, have you trusted in Jesus Christ? He said, yes, I have. But he says, I want to bring in my gold nugget. Peter said, well, that's fine, but what are you going to do with a chunk of street? <laughs> the things that are highly valued by people are worth nothing in God's sight. Same's true with approval, acceptance. We, we want the acceptance and approval of people, but really it has little value in heaven. That leads to the fourth thing that we need to remember. That is, I only have to please one person. That's my creator, the one who made me, the one who has a purpose for my life. Jesus said, I don't try to please myself, but I only please the one who sent me. He said, I am living my life for an audience of one. Because to do anything else is actually a form of idolatry in the, in the Ten Commandments, first two commandments. You know, have no other gods before me and make no, uh, no idol before me. And anything that you put before God becomes an idol, even the approval of other people. 
can become a false god, an idol. A boat can be an idol, a career can be an idol, a girlfriend can be an idol, golf can be an idol. And when I'm a people pleaser, I'm putting the approval of other people in the spot that God wants to be. Their opinion matters more to me than the opinion of God. And maybe I don't tell people that I'm a Christian because they might think less of me. Maybe I don't let them know that I go to church because they may not like me. That their, their opinion matters more to me than God's opinion matters. Paul said, I'm not trying to be a people pleaser. No, I'm trying to please God. If I was still trying to please people, I would not be Christ's servant. We need to remember we only have to please one person. Number five, I must remember that one day I'll give an account of my life. Romans 14, 12. Yes, each of us will have to give a personal account to God. You know, when you remember that you're going to have to give an account, it moves you to long-term thinking. In every situation, you realize, I'm going to have to give an account to God for this conversation, for these decisions, for this interaction with these people. And so do I want God's approval or do I want this person's approval? Am I thinking short-term or am I thinking long-term? Because I'm going to have to give an account one day for every word I say, everything I do. And that gives me the ability to stand up to peer pressure. In that peer pressure moment, I remember that Christ died for me. It is God who gave me life. It is God that I will give an account to. For that conversation at work, for that action with your friend at school. And I must decide that integrity is more important than popularity. Luke 9.26, Jesus said, If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, you're a people pleaser. I, the Son of Man, will be ashamed of him when I come in my glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. Is Jesus going to be ashamed of us because we were ashamed of him? Number six, I need to remember that God wants me. God has shaped me to become like Christ. From the very beginning, God decided that those who place their trust in Christ would become like Christ. And God has gifted us. He has shaped us. He's given us life experience. He's given us all these things in our life so that we would become more and more and more like Christ. And when we get to heaven, God's not going to say, why weren't you more like your brother? Why weren't you more like your sister? Why weren't you more like your mother? Because God made you to become like Christ. The Bible says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds from within. You know, you remember these things and it changes your mind. So you may prove in practice that the plan of God for you is good. God's plan for you is good. It meets his demands. It pleases God when we follow his plan. And it moves us toward the goal of true maturity. It moves us to becoming like Jesus Christ. You know, there's nothing that pleases God more than when we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. When we ask him to come into our life, to forgive us of our sins, to, to help us be born again, to have a new life in Christ. That's his greatest desire. Pleases him the most. Let's pray together. Would you just pray this prayer in your heart and mind? Would you just say, Father, you know how I often let other people's approval or disapproval control my life. I've done a lot of dumb things I really didn't want to do. I said yes when I should have said no. I said no to you when I should have said yes. And I did all that just to please other people. And so today, Father, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to come into my life and forgive me of my sins. 
Help me to remember that I need to live my life to please you, to fulfill your plan, to become like Christ. God, move me toward that goal. In Jesus' name we pray.